Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, welcome back to The Extra Point Show, hour number two. The 11 a.m. hour. What do you, I mean, is that, is that, you listen to enough radio shows, you do your own in the morning with Jeremy, of course, then you're on here. Mm-hmm. Like, is that right? Do we, should we, is that the right terminology we should use sometimes? Sometimes I'm caught and I'm like, yeah. hour two, or it's only a two hour show, or hour two, it's, the 11, it's 11 o'clock, like, I don't even know the best way to say it sometimes to let everybody know where we are in the show. I think, I think both work. I think both work. You know, our, it is hour two. Technically, so I don't think there's any, you, and no one is confused, I guess, when you say that. that. That would be my rule of thumb. Is anyone confused when I say hour two, and I think the answer should be no. Thanks. No, but but I will say, when I started when I started at WGR, um, I had a couple people tell me, you don't have to say that because it's not a national show where people are listening at different times in different like time zones. Mm, However, right. now though, Joe, now, because so many things are on demand, I feel like it maybe should be said more. Does that make sense? I see, I see. Or, or or also, there are listeners that listen in other time zones. We know that for sure because we get calls all the time. Right, right. But it, like you're you're doing the show for Buffalo, even though we know people are listening elsewhere. Yeah. But like when I I know you know what twelve thirteen years ago, I had a couple of people tell me like, well, just say it's eleven o'clock. I mean, that's what it is in Buffalo, and you're doing the show in Buffalo for Buffalo people. Essentially, yes, we might have people listening around, but now it's so widespread on demand. The app. I feel like sometimes I need to say and just eliminate the actual time. Except in the morning, like doing the morning show, I actually do try to give the time more often because moms and dads and kids are getting ready for school and work. And I just think it's notable to say, hey, it's 7.07 right now. They're like, mm. oh, crap, I got to I gotta get my stuff ready. You know yeah. what I mean? That's I, when I when I think of uh, especially like old timey radio, I expect to hear the time yes. like right away. Like 7.07, right? right exactly. 11.07 on a, on, a, on a Thursday. 
Yeah, to start everything. That's what it is right now, everybody. It's 11.07 a.m. on a Thursday on the East Coast. So, thanks for joining us here. Extra Point Show, WGR Sports Radio 550. Sal and Joe. All right, so news around the NFL yesterday. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is now the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. Joe, I'm so old, I remember him being the quarterback of the L.A. Chargers. He took the Chargers. Mm. He was the quarterback that actually... um, he well, he was quarterback of the Chargers. He actually was the quarterback of the Colts as well. Mm-hmm. I believe, if I remember this right, Jim Harbaugh was in the draft, uh, the Cornelius Bennett draft that year, '87, where the Bills traded um, for Bennett. He was a quarterback at Michigan. He came out, mm-hmm. didn't have a great NFL career, but he actually went to the AFC title game one year uh, for the Colts. And there was a play they played the Pittsburgh Steelers, and at the end of the game, Jim Harbaugh threw a hail mary to win the game, Colts at Steelers to yep. go to the Super Bowl. And the ball, like, it looked like someone caught it. The ball hit the ground, and the referees correctly said no. But, Joe, there was no replay at the time in the NFL. And I'm telling you, you could have easily had a referee say he, the guy caught it, and it could have changed the course of history there. Yeah, this was a play I don't even think I knew about until, like, a couple of months ago. Um, okay. The Hail Mary in 95. He, mm-hmm. um, I didn't even realize he played for the Chargers, like, right at the end. Yeah, the last couple yeah. of years. Because uh, Bears right. is, of course, what I – Bears and Colts would always be the two that I could see him in a jersey right. in. Um, I like it for the Chargers a lot. I do think, you know, he is kind of the CEO type of coach. I said this earlier in terms of, like, I don't expect him to dictate or call plays, for instance, um, and be this mastermind. I know he's a former quarterback. But, like, revamp their offense. Like, I expect him to find the people to do that himself um, on both offense and defense. I think he did a little of that in San Francisco, too. And he definitely was that at Michigan. But I think that might be what the Chargers need, right? Is just get someone with, you know, some respectability in there, considering the what happened with Brandon Staley over several years, who just looked completely outmatched for that job. So... I like it for the Chargers, and for Harbaugh, I think it's perfect because, you know, who knows when the NCAA was going to bring a hammer down and with any investigation. And meanwhile, like, this is – this is it's hard to get a quarterback this good when you walk into a job in the NFL. Agreed. Now, look, here's how I view Harbaugh. And I want to say this, and please, by no means, I am not – I'm not saying they are the same coach or the same level or better or worse than each other. I don't want to – I, I, I want to make that clear because it's going to come off as I'm saying that. I believe Jim Harbaugh is a culture changer, much like Rex Ryan is a culture changer. Now, it didn't work as well here in Buffalo necessarily, Doug Marone, but to me, like that's the kind of guy. You come in, things are just different. He's just a different kind of guy, right, in a different way. And again, I'm not comparing their skill set necessarily. I just think the way in which they coach, how the impact they can have on an organization when they walk in the door is just completely different than the guy before, whoever it may have been. And you know what happened when Jim Harbaugh went to San Francisco and became their coach? Mm-hmm. They immediately went to three NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. Joe, do you know what happened immediately after Rex Ryan became the coach of the New York Jets? They went to two NFC Championship games. I, that, that's the kind of guy I think. But then it kind of sours for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Now, again, I can't use Rex and Buffalo as an example here. It was two years. It went pretty pretty badly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess right away. I mean, they, they, they like won a couple games and whatever. They were mediocre. But I think that kind of coach wears on a fan base, an organization, an ownership, the people around them. 
And eventually, yes, you come in and bam, it is results maybe. Mm. It is culture change maybe. It's culture change for sure. It's results maybe. And you're really happy. And then something happens a little bit along the way. And you get, ah, we're a little tired of you. You're a little tired of us. You haven't won as much. That's kind of what happened with Rex in New York. And it kind of sort of what happened with, uh, but oh, he only lasted one more year, Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco, but kind of sort of as well. And I, I think that's the kind of guy he is. So I do think he would go to L.A. They do have salary cap constraints. They do have some roster things. I think he would change that culture immediately. And I don't know if they would win right away. I'd give him maybe a year to kind of figure that out. But the same thing in Michigan. And look, people could say he can come back to Michigan. But, Joe, let's be honest. He he would still be able to go back to Michigan because he won a national championship. There was a lot of stuff surrounding him at Michigan that people were like, is this guy we're dealing with? But he ultimately was because he won a championship. Right. I mean, I think the telling, the writing was on the wall for his right. future in Michigan that he basically told Michigan, I'm only coming back if I get immunity from any future <laughs> right. NCAA investigation. I think that. So is that true? Yeah. I, you, I think no, you said, I heard that. And I'm like, is that yeah, true? I saw that reported that's in amazing. multiple places. That's what he wanted. Man. He wanted immunity. Um, <laughs> let me find exactly who. He kind of knew that. that. He kind of knew because he knew he wouldn't get that, right? He kind of knew, like, they're, they're, I'm putting them in a no. spot where they can't have me back. I don't know. I saw this was from CBS Sports. Uh, college football writer Dennis Dodd a couple uh, two days ago, who said who reported that as Jim Harbaugh negotiates with Chargers, Michigan now willing to grant immunity for NCAA violations. So <laughs> he got Michigan to agree to it, but he wanted to go to the NFL nonetheless. Um, so I, I think the other thing to point to from San Francisco, although this I guess doesn't matter because Justin Herbert, I think we all know is pretty good and in fact great. It's a lot more of what's around him is when Harbaugh showed up to San Francisco, Alex Smith was a complete and utter bust as a first overall Mm -hmm. pick. That's right. And then Harbaugh showed up, and he got Smith really to where he was able to have a career in the NFL. And, of course, he did well with Kaepernick also. So, and right, like, it's almost even more impressive, I guess, that he made three NFC championships and made it to a Super Bowl despite the fact that he had pretty good quarterbacks. I wouldn't say he had, like, an elite franchise guy. And I think we all know Justin Herbert has that level of talent. So what can he do now with Justin Herbert? Like, that to me is where they become very scary. Because if Harbaugh can come in, recognize what they got to get better at, which is they got to really get the whole defense to be better, and they need a lot of speed on offense that they presently don't have. And they really need a lot. They need a lot around the quarterback. But... I don't even know if it's a bad thing for the Bills if or for, you know, some other teams in the AFC, the contenders, if Harbaugh comes in and makes them a really good team, especially for the Bills' right. sake. Because yes, them, I agree with this. Them once in a while knocking the Chiefs down a peg. Yes. Like I, I said this a couple mo- weeks ago that the reason what the biggest reason why the Chiefs had never played a road playoff game with Mahomes until last week was the team that's supposed to compete with them in the division is the Chargers, and they haven't done it, even with the quarterback. So I'm not necessarily afraid of Harbaugh fixing the Chargers because, again, I think them knocking the Chiefs down could end up being a good thing. I agree with you 100%. I think it's a great point. And I know, and I just want to go back real quick to, again, I'm not comparing their skill set. I was always impressed with the fact that Rex Ryan went to two AFC Championship games with Mark Sanchez as his quarterback. They beat the Patriots to get there, by the way. Right? Again, 
that there are certain people who, when they walk in the door, they're just different. And yes, there's a lot of things that I will take, I will clown Rex on and say, come on, the guy was eating dog biscuits at press conferences and putting college football helmets on at press conferences. I get all of that. But there are certain people that when they walk in the building, they're just so different than everything else you had mm. that it, it turns out pretty well right away because everyone's just clamoring for something new. You went from Doug Marone to Rex Ryan. You went from Rex Ryan to Sean McDermott. You couldn't get more opposite than that, right? And then here's Jim Harbaugh, and everywhere he goes, he's got that personality, which is the same kind of thing. And I think he is a good football coach. But eventually, a lot of that kind of wears on you. And I don't. And eventually, that's going to happen in L.A. The question is, does it happen be- before they... Does it happen after they win and after they have success? And then eventually, like, yeah, you know, hey, this has been really nice. Thanks for the memories. I don't know. We'll see. By the way, the Bills next year do not play the L.A. Chargers in the regular season. The following year, they do not play the L.A. Chargers unless they finish in the same spot next year. So you could be looking at the Bills not even playing against Harbaugh for the next couple of years. They're not for sure next year unless they make the playoffs. They, I'm sorry, meet in the playoffs. 2025. Same mm-hmm. thing. And then let me look. Hold on. The next time they're scheduled, scheduled to play in the actual rotation, no matter what, 2026 here in Buffalo. Hmm. I also, I, maybe, maybe a lot of people are like this too. Uh, he's pretty unlikable to me. Like I, I will, uh, right. I will, right. I will want to root against them. You know, when they play the Ch- the Chiefs, I'll be rooting for them. But Harbaugh is, uh, has never been my the, the 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 way he left San Francisco was that it just kind of got tiring like how he was behind the scenes that at least was the story I, out of San Francisco. Um, it's exactly my point of what I'm saying. Like you, right. that that wears on you. It's it's the same thing in Michigan. There are people, Joe. There are people who are tired of his crap in Michigan, but they won. They won, right? They right. They exactly. They won and they beat Ohio State, which is huge, right. huge there as right. well. You beat Ohio State, you can do whatever you want. Um, he goes to the Chargers, too. I, this is why I think it'll work better for him. The Niners, they are, maybe at the time they were a little different, but they, historically, they're a reputable franchise, right? They're a, they're, um, a respected yeah. organization in the 100%. league. Jed York, maybe, at the time. You they know, were the it, gold standard when I was growing up because they were the first you know, organization sure. with um, you know, five Super Bowl championships. Yeah. I think they were, I believe, but they were winning all the time. And meanwhile, he goes to the Chargers. I, I think... He, if he wants to, he could probably walk all over the Chargers, and the Chargers will just let him do it because they've been such a joke for so long. You know, like if if he is, you know, tough to deal with and whatever. Like, I wonder if they just kind of give him a pass because he'll bring them to a place that they've never been before, or they would hope that he'll bring them right. to a place they've never been before. He almost took the Colts to the Super Bowl playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and John in Dunkirk has an interesting story about that game. Go ahead, John. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I worked for a Sunday Night Football, and uh, I've been covering the NFL since 89, and I remember that game vividly because NBC, we covered that game. And I can tell you on the particular play you're talking about, back then we only had 12 cameras on a game, and so the uh, game camera was camera two, which is at the 50. Camera one, which is at, was at the 25, was shooting the pit, and camera three had the far side receiver. Now, the only camera that had the ball on that play was the game camera. And I remember um, taking back the record, and what happened was on that play, yes, the ball did fall and rest on one of the receiver's chest. And the receiver looked at the ball and didn't realize what had happened, and then the ball did roll off of this receiver's chest. 
chest, but it was actually very controversial at the time whether or not the receiver caught the ball or not. It was, and there was no replay, right? There's no rule like replay review back then, correct, John? No, there was no replay review, but we did show the replay of it. Right. No, no, I know that. What I'm saying is, though, what I'm saying is, if the official, look at the, if people, if you want to go back and look, 1995 AFC Championship game, Colts, Steelers, right. last play. If people want to go back and look, watch watch the play. If the official had said, touchdown, there was no way to overturn it. And honestly, I would have understood if he said touchdown based on what happened there. Yes, but uh, but uh, to, um, but. If you, if you go back and uh, from the angle that I had access to, right, the ball, the the receiver never had his hands on the ball. So no, the, I'm not uh, disputing that at all. I understand that. You understand my point, though. The official where he was could have said touchdown, and then nothing could have been no, done yeah, about it. I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. But uh, but he did make the right call. That's all I'm saying. Correct. Correct. A hundred percent. He did. Hundred percent. He did. And. Harbaugh, I think Harbaugh was arguing, if I'm watching this, I'm watching the replay, Joe. Thanks, John, for the call. Uh, I'm watching. I think Harbaugh might have actually been saying he caught it. He caught it. He actually thought the guy caught it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the video, all the Colts are reacting like he caught it. Right. Um, Except for the receiver who, like, he kind of puts on a show for, like, five seconds. Uh, And then he immediately goes to the ground, like, I can't believe I dropped that, is how he's reacting. So I feel like the receiver knew that it hit the ground. But I could have saw that back then. If if there's ever a if there's ever an argument for or against replay, like that's a play where you could say like, thank God you would have it because if he would have called touchdown, like we would have been sitting here going, I cannot believe they gave that a touchdown. That team is going to the Super Bowl, right? You know, yeah. By the way, yeah, uh, yeah. go ahead, go no, ahead. No, go uh, ahead, no go I was going to say so. So so the that's not the only coaching move yesterday. Coaching news, um, Vic Fangio out as defensive coordinator of the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins. Joe, less than a year after we were all told how incredible that defense is going to be under Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. I remember coming on here. Yep, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the thing, folks. I'm going to do the thing. Hmm. Go take, the, take the hand and pat it on the back. And saying Josh Allen against a Vic Fangio defense, he doesn't stop him. He just doesn't stop him. Josh Allen eats up Vic Fangio defenses, and he did. And I know Vic Fangio's put time in this league, and I know he's been a very good coach and coordinator. It was never going to be a threat to me as far as the Dolphins' defense against Josh Allen with Vic Fangio. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Allen's numbers against Fangio were so good before that that I was in the same boat. I thought they'd be better against teams other than the Bills, to be fair. And they really, especially late in the season, they weren't. To his defense on some level, they had, kind of like the Bills, Although I will say McDermott, I think, did a much better job at overcoming this than Fangio did. Fangio had a lot of injuries, right? Like, his linebackers couldn't stay healthy. Baker was in and out. He never really had both Ramsey and Howard healthy at the same time. He lost Phillips. You know, he lost Van Ginkle late in the year. He lost Chubb. So... He he gets a little bit of a break for me because of the injuries, but you, you you were on it before the season where even if he had guys, he, he had yeah. guys in Denver, and he never had an answer for Josh Allen. So, you know, it, he goes to the Eagles now, by the way. How about that? He gets scooped up, like, within moments of uh, – Oh, is of that official fired. now? I didn't see this morning. Is Adam, that official? Adam Schefter reported that he's on his way to Philadelphia to sign the contract. So he's going to be the Eagles' right. DC. Well, I have – I thought I read something yesterday that maybe Mike McDaniel wanted more collaboration, and that was kind of like, wait, really? Like, Vic mm. Fangio's not a collaborative guy? I don't know this. Okay, well, wait a minute. You're going to put him in Philly with Nick Sirianni now? 
Like, that's a, that's combustible. Locked on Eagles with your brother is going to be really fun with that. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Together, I'll tell you that. All right. Yeah. But that, if that's the case. All right. Speaking of Adam Schefter, I'm going to play this sound from you from this morning. This is on Get Up on ESPN. This is Mike Greenberg talking with Adam Schefter about Bill Belichick and the Atlanta Falcons job. Are we really looking at Bill Belichick not getting hired? And if that is the case... I don't think he ever breaks the record because he's not getting hired next year to me. But here is where it stands from Adam Schefter on Bill Belichick. Well, here's where we are right now, Greeny. We're in a situation where the only team that has an opening and the only one of the eight that had a vacancy during this hiring cycle that interviewed Bill Belichick was the Atlanta Falcons. And they interviewed him for a second time last Friday in person. And since then... The Falcons have paraded through a series of candidates for second interviews and other interviews and scheduled more and more talks with other candidates. That doesn't sound like a team that's ready to make a move on Bill Belichick. Now, coaching hiring cycles, they move in funny patterns sometimes. And sometimes a team starts out and a guy cools and comes back to him or isn't interested and then gets interested. Well, in this particular case, the Falcons have shown that they are interested in a lot of people. And in their own words, they described to me over the weekend that their coaching search after they met with Belichick for a second time is wide open. So if it's wide open after you've met with Bill Belichick twice, that certainly tells you that he's not the favorite for the job. He has not talked to any of the other three teams. So of the four teams with the remaining openings, there's the real possibility that he's not going to get any 
of these head coaching jobs. That's wild, right? I mean, yeah. Bill Belichick might not get a job. And Joe, I'm, I don't see him getting a job next year if that's the case. Maybe. It'll be a different cycle. It'll be different owners, right? Different organizations that might want different things. He'll be a year older, a year more, one year removed. That's the thing, right? Like, he, he doesn't have a, a long timeline here. Like, this, this is, you know, you're 71. You know, if you're going to be coaching a few more years, time to get going. Um, it's it's crazy. I wonder if he never coaches again. I Me too. He might never break the record. He may never break the record. Now, let's just say the Falcons do say we're not going to have him. Mm. I would think that maybe the Carolina Panthers would pivot and go, hey, you know what? We got Bill Belichick's another. That owner seems like he's the kind of guy that might do something like that. I'm not really sure. I don't think Seattle would. They seem to be zeroed in on Dan Quinn. I don't think Washington would. They seem yeah. to be zeroed in on Ben Johnson. So to me, it would really have to be Carolina saying, you know what, we're going to do this thing. Yeah, and Seattle would just be weird because you just had Pete Carroll, a 70-plus-year-old yes, coach. Right. Like, you know, you're going to write to a different coach of, like, the same age. Like, I don't know. So, and, and for Belichick, you know, like, for him, if it comes down to, well, I can just take the Carolina job. If I really want, if he wants to just coach, you know, then he might just take the Carolina job um, if they want him. And, but the, on the other hand, he might go, maybe I'd try to sit out one year and I'll take my shot. Because he knows this is it, right? He If he does get another job, it's only going to be one more. Whatever, he's only going to get one more job. He's only got time for one more job. So if he says, I've only got one shot at this. I've got two plays. I can either go to Carolina where everything is horrible right now and the owner is meddlesome and I just that's a bad situation for anybody. Or I could try again next cycle and hope there's an owner out there. Hey, maybe my buddies with the Giants have moved on from Brian Dable by then. Um, uh-huh. Try again with different teams, different owners, different GMs next cycle. And if I'm Belichick, I might take the risk that I'll never get a job again and not take the Carolina job. To me, the Carolina job's not, what, what's going to happen there? The quarterback doesn't look good at all. They have no roster infrastructure whatsoever. I mentioned how meddlesome the owner is, and and that's a disaster. So, to me, if I'm him, I'd rather not coach at all this year than coach the Panthers, if that's what it comes down to. It is a it is a really, really interesting situation. I just thought about Dick Vermeil. When Dick Vermeil came back, he coached Kansas City. He was 65. Yeah, so he was 65. He coached a 69. Yeah, he wasn't even – I mean, Belichick's now 71. What is Belichick now, 71? 71, 72? I think, yeah. 71. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, Scott Rubin, he is a director of a movie called Unbelievable, and it's going to be out in theater soon. He's also the longest uh, editor-in-chief of National Lampoon. He's a Buffalo native. He's out in California now. He's going to tell us all about it. The movie comes out tomorrow, and we'll find out more about it when we come back on WGR. All right, welcome back to the Extra Point Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. We're going to go out to the West Her Hotline right now. I have a special guest on the line. His name is Scott Rubin. Scott is a Buffalo native. He also served as the editor-in-chief, the longest-running editor-in-chief of National Lampoon, and he's now a director as well. He's involved with movies, entertainment, and he's made a movie with a whole bunch of other people called Unbelievable, B-I-L-L, Unbelievable, 
And uh, fortunate enough, I am to have had a bit of a role in there with my voice. So, Scott, thanks for joining us. It's Sal. It's Joe here in on WGR in Buffalo. Um, I said, and I joked yesterday on Twitter when I promoted this, I said, thank God you didn't have my face. That might have ruined it, just my voice. But I thank you for having me, and thanks for being on with us today. Hey, Sal, thanks for having me. Hey, look, you you start the movie off. You're a star. You're, you're a Hollywood <laughs> star. You're amazing. You know, I mean, no, no, better, no. Like, no, come on, man. I mean, you're you're the legacy. You're the legend around here. You know, the voice of the Bills. When it really comes down to it, and what better way to put it all in perspective than you during the opening credits of this movie to lay it all on? The Bills finally make it back to the Super Bowl, the big game, and you basically start going off into an entire. Of course, it's scripted. This isn't your. You know, you're you're doing the script. Yeah. But you're putting it all in perspective about the generational suffering that we've all been through. And and it sets the stage for this movie. What if we all sat down at the ultimate watch party, three generations of families, and we, we under one roof and we all watched the big game? What would it be like if we took it all the way? And that's what this movie's about. It captures real Bills fans, what really happens in the home, where, quite honestly, you know, 90% of us watch the games in our house at, at watch parties, especially the big games. So, you know, we we've have all watched- seen, you know, the tailgate people, you know, and they're yeah. amazing, and the collective, you know, communal suffering has created, you know, the craziness. But what happens to the average, you know, Bills fan inside that house where Grandpa and the little kid and all of it is covered in the movie, you know, at the greatest moment in Buffalo sports history. And like you point out in the movie, we have been, it's been since the 1890s. No major Buffalo sports franchise has ever won a world championship. It was robbed from us in 1921. That's a whole other story. Well, obviously, we don't want to just. Well, hold on now, Scott. We don't want to. Obviously, in this day and age, we will tell people that we do have lacrosse championships now. But yes, the point is well taken. Stanley Cup, Super Bowl. Joe, sounds like your house uh, watching Bills and Sabres games down at the bar. Three generations of family, friends mm-hmm. coming over, everybody. Yeah. The. Um, <laughs> yeah, when it comes to uh, that, I mean, I don't know. Like, how, how did you f- find that you encapsulated that all into the movie? Well, we. we... We, it's through, <clears throat> there's around 20 people from, you know, different eras of family all coming together, like, which will happen when we do return to the Super Bowl. And it all comes up. Every generation has a story about their favorite player, their favorite moment, their, their heartbreak. And, and that's how we, we show it through the, through the interaction of this family. They all have their superstitions. They all have their food that they eat, and it has to be served in a certain way, or everything's wrong. And, and you know, we go through these rituals. This is how we survive generations, you know, and to become, quite honestly, the greatest fan base in all the sports. You know, we didn't give up. You know, the Bills fans didn't give up. Sabres fans didn't give up. We still believe in our team more than we've ever believed in our team. And, and this explores... How could we take it on the biggest day and the biggest stage at this point? It was hard enough in the early 90s. But now, are you kidding me? What would it be like? You know, I mean, are we going to have, like, you know, blood pressure monitors on the TV? We're all going to be hooked up. Uh, so <laughs> everything, 
And the biggest challenge for this particular family on this particular day is actually not the game on the field, but us and how we handle it. What, what do we do? You know, I, I, we can't take it because the game, obviously, is, <laughs> it goes into overtime. And I, I won't say anymore. I don't want to ruin, ruin the whole thing. But we don't really see the game. We see the reaction of all the generations. You know, how did the young daughter survive the drought when the father made her watch the games? And basically, you know, kind of ruined her life in a sense. You know, I mean, imagine 17 years. You know, Imagine if you grew up during the drought, right? And all you knew was from all that losing. And w- would you show up when the Bills made it to the Super Bowl? Who knows? Maybe you would. Maybe you wouldn't. You'll see. You know, does she blame her dad for everything? Maybe. Maybe not. You know? So Scott, so this is this is what it is, and the food, the food is so important. Our <laughs> traditions, you know, beef by wick, the wings, the, you know, I mean, just name it, boxy pizza. You've got to have it all, man. And if you're getting one thing's missing, God help us all. I, I love your energy about it, Scott. Tell us about your background. You, you're, you're, I know you're out in California, and you you contacted me, and you know we we went down this road, and it was great to work with you and your team, but. You're a Buffalo native, and you know I, I said I know you, you are the you were the editor in chief for National Lampoon. So just tell everybody a bit of your story and why this is your project that it's focusing on Buffalo sports. Well, when when in the '80s, when you know I had to start a career, I went out to L.A. It was the only place uh, you know for comedy writing at the time, and I spent uh, you know years like writing for TV and writing for comedians. And, uh, you know, I wrote for Gary Shandling, I remember, you know, and Louis Anderson, you know, coming up through in the 80s. And then uh, some shows. Then I got recruited to Electronic Arts, of all things, when they were just cre- developing Madden football and uh, worked for them for five years developing video games. Then went back in the 90s uh, and got hired to turn Nash Lampoon onto the internet in the late 90s. And that was an amazing experience, you know, because the legacy of the magazine, you know, is, is historic. It was an amazing thing, especially in the golden age of it. So we had to find a way. And from 98, 99 to 2008, I, I ran the magazine online and, uh, and it was, incredible experience you know um that was an era when you could uh, you could go all the way with comedy and not worry about getting canceled we did the canceling they didn't cancel us uh everybody was a target you know as long as everybody got it we were okay and uh equal opportunity satirists you know so that's where we were it'd be very hard to do national lampoon today well and then you have this movie here you made, and just tell us about the production of it. Was it all filmed in Buffalo? Was it the, the families you had, the people? Are they Buffalo people, actors from Hollywood? All, it was not only all filmed in Buffalo. It was financed by the Bills Mafia during our crowdfunding, uh, you it. know, in February. So, and 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 a, and a pizza place, you know, Bocce funded it, and Costanzo's Rolls funded it, sponsors, and Salino Law. I mean, this is how we got to go. We shot it in my house. Uh, you know, I moved back during the pandemic uh, a few years ago. And, you know, we were none of us were doing anything. So we decided, hey, man, let's make a story about 
what people in Buffalo really do for like half the year at least. You know, watch these games, obsess with these games, and come together. And it's about communities coming together. We do we did a lot in the movie with the the east side of Buffalo, um, and in the movie actually crescendos on Jefferson Avenue of all places. You know, so they they come out of the house. It takes place at the rock pile as well. There's a I I actually it's kind of based a little bit on on reality about. 12 years ago, like during like the real bad part of the drought, I was started for real a documentary about breaking the curse, kind of a tongue in cheek, breaking the curse of the Buffalo Bills. And I worked on it for years. And you know what happened to that film, Sal? What? The mm. entire hard drive was lost. Wow. I lost all the footage. And that is a real story. So now it's years later, pandemic, I meet my. My film partner, uh, Jay Garrett Baruder, who he's the co-director on the movie, and we were thinking, wow, we've got to we've got to do something. We're in Buffalo. We were just kind of hanging in L.A. working on something, and now we're back. And we said, why don't we? I I got to write about like watching a Bills game and how absolute madness that is, and the gyr- the emotional gyrations and the family rituals, and capture that. And that's what this movie's about, you know? I mean, I know we all just went through this, you know, <laughs> the, the, the losing to Kansas City and, you know, God help mm-hmm. us all. But, but for some reason, this one, it's not, as, uh, it's not as bad because our team is so awesome and Josh is so awesome that, you know what, it doesn't – I'm recovering. I'm 48, what, 48 hours. I was back. I was back this time, you know, whereas maybe 13 seconds, that was like about three weeks. That's, uh, you know, Music City Miracle, eh, it was about eight months. You know, the wide right, never recovered from wide right, never recovered. Uh, but, uh, but this one, we're back, and, we, and, and if you really want to experience, like, what it would really be like, like, there's one more game left. We're opening in theaters Tomorrow, this little movie, this micro-budget movie, a budget like about the bagel budget of any studio film, that's what we made this film. And somehow, Regal Theaters picked us up. It's incredible. They picked us up regionally, and it's opening Friday. And, and also in Lockport at the, uh, the Palace Theater, where John Bills Elvis Lang you know, is, is actually the narrator of the movie. And uh, he volunteered all his time. He's an amazing guy. So we're really, you know, like you worked on it, you know, Sal, like you gave us your time. That's how we got this made. You know, the people of Buffalo really made this movie. So we're really excited. And, and they, there's no memory in the Regal organization of a micro-budget movie ever getting in theaters. So this is kind of a historic thing. So we're pretty proud of it. It, it opens Friday in uh, at Regal Williamsville. It opens in Orchard Park at the Quaker Crossing, in in Lockport, um, in Syracuse, uh, at the, Elmwood, uh, Elmwood Avenue, uh, Elmwood Avenue in Buffalo. Elmwood, thank you. Yeah, Regal Elmwood. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and I mean, the fans, you know, funded the movie, so this is our That's movie, awesome. and it, and we're really excited, and it really captures, you know, what it means this awesome this awesome journey that we've all been on, some for. 60, 70 years, some for 20 years, 
we've all been on this journey together, and it's brought the community together, as you know, and as you talk about it. And somehow this kind of freak losing at the end of the year has has the struggle has made us awesome. I mean, like go to the tailgates, go to any party. We are truly incredible fan base. And that it's actually made us, I mean, of course we want to win the big one. My God. But you know what? We're pretty, it's pretty cool right now. You know, I mean, knowing that everybody knows about Bill's mafia, everybody just loves us. Everybody was rooting for us against Kansas city, unless you were like in the Midwest, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're a story and uh, it's got to be told like the real, like, you know, the players come and go, but we're, we're left holding the bag, you know, and this is our story. This is like what goes on, you know, when at the end of the day, we're in the house watching it, talking about it, you know, endlessly obsessing about it. And this is the story of us. Love it. Right. Joe, you going to go see it, buddy? got to go see it, I'm man. Gonna go, gotta go see, see it. it. I've, got, I've got the Regal Pass, so I, that'll be an easy well, one. There you me. go. There you go. Yeah. I know. So uh, before I let you go, I only got, we, only, we only have about a minute here. Just tell everybody where they can go to find information and to get tickets and things like that, uh, Scott. Well, you can go to the Regal Cinemas, their mm-hmm. website, uh, you know, uh, your, your local Regal uh, in Syracuse. Uh, I guess it would be the same thing. We're, we're one Regal in Syracuse, but I would think the Regal Cinemas would type in unbelievable. That's the name of the movie. Un- but you can just go to the, you can also just go to the website, the movie website to find more information as well. And there's a trailer there and everything, correct? Yes. You could go to 716movie.com. That's our 716movie.com. You're yeah, pro. Yeah. That's all right. I want to make sure that make it easier on everybody. 716movie.com uh, will have everything. We got to run, but before I let you go, I also want to say, there's a uh, the, the person who worked with me on the audio part. So the movie opens up, and it's my voice bringing everybody in and welcoming everybody to the Super Bowl, and the Bills are playing and all that. And my color commentator next to me is Len Jankowitz. Len is in the Buffalo Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. He is a legendary high school coach in this area, former Lancaster high school coach, works with me on games uh, when I do TV uh, for Spectrum. And I just wanted to give him some love because he did a great job as well. You know what I mean? And for you to welcome us in and to contact me and to ask and all that, I'm honored. And this is going to be really cool. And thank you very much. Thank you, man. Thank Len. Len is awesome. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. All right, thanks. Scott, be good, and um, good luck with this, man. Yeah, thanks for everything, Sal. Appreciate it. All right, you got it. You got it. That's pretty cool, Joe. Pretty cool. It was a good experience. Yeah. And we really, we just, I went over, I got with Coach Jankowitz, and I said, hey, here's our lines, and we kind of just went back and forth, and we could ad-lib a little bit, and we just had to record some audio and then send it in, and it's super cool how it all comes together. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, now we just got to get your IMDb credit. I know. I got to do it. I didn't want to say that on the air, but I will text Scott (laughs) to make sure I get the IMDb credit. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back here, wrap up your Thursday on the Extra Point Show. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, one other thing, Joe. I was just going to tweet this out. I don't think there should be a decision on this at all, but you tell me. The Bills have until May 2nd to exercise Greg Rousseau's fifth-year option for 2025. They need to do that, right? 100%. They will do that, right? 100%. Yes. There's no There's no actual decision on that. It's like, yeah, we're doing that. I don't – yeah, I don't think so. I, th- I think he had a weird year in that I thought he was great all year. If you look at some of like the pass rush win rate, stuff for the Bills. He was their best pass rusher on the whole defensive line. Um, But he only had, like, what, five sacks? So I'd want to trust the smart numbers there and, you know, what he does in the run game that that he's definitely worthy of that fifth-year option. And he has not. I'm going to go check to make sure because I believe he has not. But, no, he hasn't made a Pro Bowl. So remember when Tremaine Edmonds did? Like, it, it, it bumped up because that's part of how it works now, which I think is ridiculous, by the way. That that's actually factored into this stuff, um, but so that'll be more of the baseline number instead of bumping it up even further because he hasn't made a Pro Bowl. So yeah, I, I don't think there's any real decision coming there. But yeah, Greg, so until May second to have his uh, fifth year option. All right, I'm I'm not here tomorrow, Joe. You will be. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Have a great show, and uh, we'll talk again on Monday. So thanks a lot, everybody. Sabers live up next here on WGR One Bills live after that. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 